Previously on Live at 605. Like, I don't know. I don't the hurricane was obviously. I never saw the hurricane. I've only seen him fly planes Here drunk. Here comes the story of a hurricane. Don't say the N word. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. From a sunny 2017 near you. Whoa, 2017. This is the first episode of 2017, but the seventh episode of season 13 of Live at 605. I am your podcaster, Val. It's your boy, Gucci Malin, a.k.a. Wall Street J. Is this a new thing now? Right? John's all happy-go-lucky and taking on new titles because he officially put two mics out this time versus I, us sharing a mic. I did. It's because, and we'll get to it later, one of your gifts for my Christmas present enabled me to get two mics going. Mm-hmm. Although today I feel like I have a raspy, deep voice for some reason. Like I have NPR radio voice right now. That's a good voice, though. I often feel like it's the end of the holidays before we go back to work. Yeah. And just pulling from some of my friends who had been texting, everybody seems the most exhausted today. And yeah. I think it's like a mental thing where you're like, oh, we have to go back to work tomorrow. The holidays have been long and, you know, you feel like, your body is trying to catch up to your mind and everything. Right. I just took a nap for whatever reason. <laughs> you took a nap and it's only 1.15 in the afternoon. <laughs> I know, but I woke it up at 9. I know, and considering you've been going to bed, I mean, if you average it like 1.30 in the morning for the last week and a half. I yeah. mean, two days ago we went to bed at 4.30 in the morning and woke up at 8.30. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think my voice is just a little... Mm-hmm. Run, Holiday hacker. Holiday hacked out maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But no, this is also probably one of the earliest podcasts we've recorded, like just during day-wise. Like who does a podcast? When do we ever do a 115 podcast? No idea. So uh, why don't we get into all the contact information? Well, I want to thank everybody because mm. like my Instagram game has been on fleek. Really? Um, so if you guys want to get in contact um, with us and check out some of the cool shit we've done, um, it's Val Gomez 23 on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. You've been getting some uh, good fan reaction on your Instagram? Good fan reaction. It's been crazy. It's also like, what I really appreciate is last mm. week was, um, what you might call it, one of our favorite episodes we recorded. Oh, yeah, of course. Best of 2016. Did very well, too. Did very well. Um, so thank you to everyone who listened to that. We felt like our list probably came out first, almost, like one of the first lists. I didn't see list till like oh. much later in the week. No, ours is one of the last ones I felt. Really? Like. Everything like, I checked out came out afterwards. Read, Minus music, like best oh. of movies and. Well, I, I just read like Pitchfork and Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, and their their list came out a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. But all their shit was the same. Like it was all like Beyonce, which was great, and yeah. it was on our list. But hey, no, that's what <laughs> I said. It was great. Or it was like whatever. But we were a little bit more. Diverse. Like I said, I'm the only one who probably put mm-hmm. Suicide Squad as number four best movie of the year. Yeah. I don't even believe it was. And then literally 10 seconds later, changed it to the worst. So some of our actual list may have been fickle in choices. But yeah, I was just saying like yesterday night mm-hmm. uh, before bed, I actually read somebody's list who was like the who top was? shows. I don't I can't remember what article. Bullshit it was through list. BuzzFeed, but it was saying like here are the shows you don't no longer need to watch from 2016 into 2017. Oh. Right? And I was like, this But that's we did that, though. We did do that. We did that's what I'm saying. List. We did our first list. <laughs> oh, anyway, give out your contact information. You can follow your boy over here on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp. Mm-hmm. Getting lots of Twitter love. Uh, Instagram, not posting a whole lot. I still think I deserve more credit. 
But then you go to facebook.com slash live605. Yeah. Didn't it's, Facebook blow up for us? We had so many views on that one pic. Got a picture of your split open head. Yeah. Went ham for that. Frankenstein. <laughs> so if you go to facebook.com, though, slash live605, you'll see a uh, link to our WordPress uh, website that lists all of our Ooh, yeah. hit and shit lists of 2016. Mm-hmm. So I put all our best and worst down there. Although yours was a little bit tougher because you didn't write down any of your stuff. And I had to like re-listen to your episode. No, I did. But if you want to see our complete list and then listen to our commentary, yes. go to our WordPress, which you can get the link from our Facebook, and then listen to us on uh, iTunes. Yeah, I am still very curious. We had, um, I can't remember what Instagram pic it was, but somebody hmm. literally commented on one of our Instagram pics about saying, oh, this is the episode it happened or something. Yeah, yeah. And sure. so it was a few pick collages back. But what I am curious to see, if anyone listens to the Best of 2016 podcast, and we did a cover art um, page that is a collage of everything we spoke about. So I, I did all the different tiles of right. um, cover art and put them together in a collage. And if you guys agree or disagree with some of our choices on said list, write back on my Instagram account. Or, you know, our Facebook.com page. Or go to the Facebook page. Your your Instagram's already blown up. I know. (laughs) But, uh, okay, then what do people do on iTunes? iTunes is drop us a comment on our iTunes page, especially now in 2017, because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Yeah, and the first person who leaves a comment for 2017 will give you a special shout-out. And I'll even make you a sting on the podcast. Super fan. Yeah, I'll make you a super. I'll give them an original sting, though. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had a, a comment on iTunes in a while. So. No. I will say, though, one of our friends, Heather Scrivs, who um, we haven't seen in a while, mm. and she listened to the podcast, and she figured out I broke my head. And this commented, is true. Right? So she commented through our Instagram page. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, that's right. You did miss my birthday, so you didn't know I broke my face. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at your head right now. looks pretty good. I think so. How, how's your head feeling? Uh, what is it? Like three, it's, it's like the three-week anniversary? Three-week anniversary. It's still a little itchy. For those of you guys who have had stitches, you know, I'd love to know how long this itchiness lasts. I've had lots of stitches. How long did it stay itchy? Don't remember. See, so this is the point. So for those of you guys who had stitches in more recent time, especially those that are on your head or face like mine, Mm. how long does the itchiness last? Because this is like unbearable at some times of the day. But also remember, snitches get stitches. So to stop snitching. Who's snitching? Did you you know uh, the rapper Young Jeezy? No. <laughs> he had a whole uh, stop stitch snitching campaign in like 2005 because mm-hmm. he was a snowman. Yeah. And kids would wear stops uh, stop snitching shirts mm-hmm. to school and they would get suspended. Can I ask you a question? Yes. How come you don't know about your own snitching <laughs> stitches, but you know about Young Jeezy's 2005 campaign? <laughs> Because there's a big campaign, it was snitches get stitches, so don't snitch on your stitch. So the idea of you getting how many stitches in your leg was uh, not a big thing to you. <laughs> well, this was like 2000. This is before the whole snitching campaign happened. When do you think you got your stitches? Well, I've had stitches uh, 2000 <laughs> because that's when Mission Impossible 2 came out. And yeah. I remember that's when I rode my bike into my friend and got uh, like 14 stitches in my leg. <laughs> yeah. And then But I, no recollection of it whatsoever. No. <laughs> but, that's, but that's because the next time I got stitches in 2003, yeah. I passed out in a subway because I was working all day outside of Sobeys. Not a subway station. No, a subway, a subway restaurant. <laughs> and I was working so hard and I was wearing a lab coat to push carts around in like 40 degree weather for four yeah. hours. Went to subway and I passed out and smashed my head on a table and hit my face on the floor. 
And then I, um, I think I took stitches to the, my left eye, just above it, because I didn't sign. Took stitches to your left eye. What are you, a <laughs> hockey player? I yeah. got me some stitches. <laughs> I also realized I taught. I told all these stories three episodes ago, so I'm going to stop talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we got a lot going on. <laughs> Apparently, a lot happened to us while we've been off for like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, it's because we were. Has it been a week and a half? Yeah, because we recorded. This is a crazy thing. Two episodes ago, we recorded on a Monday, uh-huh. and then we recorded the best of episode on a Thursday. So it was like four days in between. Uh, but now it's almost been like 13 days. No, no that's, not right. that's not right at all. <laughs> right? But it's been a while. Yeah. And like literally the last real podcast we did, we were going out to like do your birthday stuff. And we right. didn't get to talk about it because we were doing the best of episode. Right. So before we get into all that, why don't you give out a sponsorship this week? <laughs> you want to give your sponsorship of the week? Yes. Sponsorship of the week. So about a month ago, I'll say even a month and a half ago, mm. um, I check Facebook daily, but I literally pull all my Facebook checking till like the middle of the night before I go to bed usually. Right. Um, and so about a month ago on Facebook, I don't know if you listeners do this at all and how frequently you check it out. You see your friends like a bunch of random event things happening in the city. And so one of the things that three of my friends on Facebook, who I'm closer to, ended up liking was Mm. a blog TO, so blog Toronto post, about Jurassic Park live in concert. Remember um, two years ago, Blog TO nominated us for one of the best Toronto podcasts. Yeah, that was a great day. You know what wasn't a great day? This event. (laughs) uh, I'm going to say when the fucking guy from Our Lady Peace beat us. Of course he beat (laughs) us, right? So either way, um, I saw this post and I liked it automatically. I remember how excited I got because one of my other friends, one of our other friends, Henry in London, he went to this event mm. in London, England, right. and said not it was unbelievable. Not Ontario, and said it was unbelievable. Okay. So I was very much like, I want to buy tickets. For whatever reason, they didn't go on sale for like a week at this point. Right. But I told you about it. I told two friends at work about it, yeah. Miranda about it. And mm. so I was really excited. Basically, the premise here is at one of the great theaters in Toronto. They <laughs> I were- you say one of the premises here is this old crazy scientist found no. a mosquito. Sucked <laughs> um, out the DNA to make a dinosaur. No. So basically, for those of you guys who have seen Jurassic Park, the first original, the score, like the music in it is unbelievable. Is composed Wolf by... does it? What? Right? John Williams performs it or wrote it, and it's a really iconic musical score. And so at the Sony Center in Toronto... Um, the producers of the show were going to screen the movie and actually have an orchestra perform the score during the film. Right. And so how fucking badass is this? I am so excited. Can't believe it. See these tickets. We literally are like trying to get online to like buy them a well, week you had later. Issue. You couldn't even buy I the I couldn't ticket. even buy the damn ticket. So then I texted John. I'm like, we need to do this when I get you home. Texted, oh, yeah. I was going to say, you texted me from the living room. Yeah. As you were in the music room to yeah. come over and buy them. Yeah. I was like, you have to buy them. You have to buy them. I can't buy them. So needless to say... I was so excited. John booked, bought these tickets for us, which is great. We told Chris and Becca, yeah. also f- listeners and friends of the podcast, to also go get them. Chris Chris also likes. <laughs> you Jurassic- say Chris Christie also likes? No. Ew, I hope not. Or do you not. say Chris Chris? Chris Chris also <laughs> likes this movie as much as we do. So yeah, unbeknownst to World with them. Exactly. In 4D. <laughs> <laughs> right? So then, needless to say. So the mosquito comes out and bites you. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> so then, stop sabotaging me. Me, you're my fucking sponsor. Don't touch my leg. We haven't even this gotten to your one, sponsorship this yet. This is the one that hurts. Oh, yeah. Um, Foreshadowing. So, either way, uh, the show is supposed to be December 29th. Friday, December 29th. Yeah. And you know when you're on holidays, you kind of just lose track of the time because yeah. you're not really living your regular 9 to 5 work week. Right. So you're not I'm, working 9 to 5 like Dolly Parton thing. Not at all. And so, basically, what we thought was December 29th was, in fact, December 29th, 2016. Not December in- 29th, 2017. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. So John and I went out in the afternoon and we were saying We went shopping. We went shopping for Boxing Day stuff and then came back to the apartment, just chilled a bit, and then we said we would get ready at around 6.30 to head out at 6.50. Yeah, we had it all timed sh- out. To be at the Sony Center for 7.15 because right. the show starts at 7.30. Yeah. At about 6.15, I get a phone call. Yeah. And it is friend Chris of the podcast. And he's like, hey, Val, what are, what's up with you and John? What are you guys doing? I'm like, hey, dude, we're just getting like yeah. in such a stodgy way because I didn't know they were coming with us to the show yet. I said, I'm like, hey, dude, we're getting ready to go see Jurassic Park. Uh, and I was like, I wish you guys are coming. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you are waiting, eh? And I'm like, yeah, we are. We're leaving in about like 20 minutes. And he's like, um, can you guys go check your tickets? And I was like, uh, Sure. And so I was so nervous, proven to a fact that we've missed other shows. Like yeah, Polly Pony Spree. Spree, we missed this year, unfortunately. Which should have been on our sad. which should have been in our shit list of 2016. I know. I go and look at the tickets and I'm like, yeah, what's wrong? It says December 29th. And he's like, what year does it say? And I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck, it says 2017. And so I'm like, John, we like the fucking show's not till next year. And all I was thinking was was, well, I guess I don't have to put pants on anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So throat. I got so angry, but right. mo- needless to say, it's like John didn't realize it. No. I didn't realize it. Becca didn't realize it either. I know. Right? And so I'm like, why the fuck would Facebook and stupid BlogTO advertise something a week or a year in advance? Yeah. I have never bought concert tickets a year in advance. Only reluctantly, I bought Taylor Swift tickets a year in advance. Yeah, but you were able to shake that off, right? Yeah. In style. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so I was very upset. So then, reluctantly, we were like, we like picked up our socks and just. So, what then happened? So, my piss off was I have to now wait a year to go see this concert I've wanted to see that was being advertised across multiple avenues of advertising um, publications. And so, instead, we said to Chris and Becca, why don't we rally that night and go see a film? Um, because, later. which we'll talk about later. So we ended up going out, still rallying with those guys, which was awesome. Not for Jurassic Park, but for a different film. Yeah, apparently that night, though, they were showing E.T., the musical. I didn't want to see that one. No. The, the only other okay. one, so on the list of, um, whatchamacallit, scores that they were going to do this for was John Hughes' um, Home Alone, the original. And I actually do think that soundtrack is really iconic, Yeah, too. but that soundtrack's too sad. What, what about Kevin? What song is what that? About Kevin. What song is that? The sad the song. There's no part of that movie that goes "What about Kevin." Yeah, it's with the choir. What, what about Kevin? No, that's a holy night. You don't. No, 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 not the one where they sing and he like Buzz puts the light to his ears. Yeah. There's the song, the choir, where it's just like it's. it's I remember what scene, but it's like what about Kevin. <laughs> 
You're gonna find this part. As we have Home Alone on the PBR, or ask our four-year-old nephew, because that's the only thing he watches now, and see if he can tell you it. But it's like... <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Next! That's uh, my fucking sponsorship of the year. Sponsorship of the week. So aggressive. I didn't know what, how to find that song. Well, good, because it doesn't exist. No, anyways. <laughs> Let's keep going. We have so much to talk about. Oh, can I get into my sponsorship? Yes. This also can make the shit list of uh -huh. 2016. This is my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. Oh, I had some big fails this week in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't claim to be a cook. Yeah. But I mean, I'll, I'll whip up some great breakfast. Yeah. I can make good hot chocolates. Yes, you can. <laughs> but um, one of the gifts that my uh, mom got you for Christmas this year yeah. was the, uh, what do you call it? Cookie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Your grand's cookie recipe on a cookie card. Yeah, so she gave you a recipe to make like our world famous cookies that I used to make when I was a kid. Yeah. And we were super excited. This was what, uh, let's just say it's one oh, Friday night. I don't know what night. Yeah. It was some night and we were staying in this night and we had made an early dinner, I feel like. Yeah, we did. Whatever reason. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. But anyways, we made this early dinner, and then around probably 10 o'clock, we're like, oh, we're both hungry, but we're like, no, we don't really have any food to snack on. And I just wanted chocolate. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what's pinned to the fridge? My <laughs> grand's cookie recipe. Yes. So I was like, let's see if we got all the things. It's like, okay, we got some milk. It doesn't take milk. We have one egg, this and that. It's like, it needs cream of tartar. I'm like, what the hell is cream of <laughs> Which I still think I have in the, like, the back like of the cupboards. Yeah, but tartar sounds like something that was like, Created in 1930. And it was created in probably Yeah, but then by like 1942, it's like, oh, you probably shouldn't be using this. No. You only need one tar, not two tartars. <laughs> not like the hockey player tartar. Who's tartar? On Detroit. No tartar. They're 100% is. It's not like you're, what is Kevin? <laughs> what if I Kevin? What if I Kevin? I get hiccups. I don't fucking slap you. So... Keep going. Wait, we should also say, I don't know how to bake cookies to save my life. I have yeah, tried, like... Your Kevin experience. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to bake Cook cookies, experience. like, 12 times during the duration of our relationship, and they've all failed. It's like, <laughs> this time, also not happening. But one time, I tried to make cookies. I feel like this is on our Instagram page. I made the shittiest cookies. They were also from a gluten-free box, so fucking yeah, jury's out on that. I don't gluten. know. People just give a shit. Then we get hungry at 10 p.m. So I tried to make these fucking gluten-free butter-loaded cookies, and then they all morphed into one big fucking baking tray <laughs> sheet, and then didn't cook inside, so they're just like batter. Yeah. <laughs> and so John and I had to eat them off of a cookie sheet, and I was like, "This is the worst." Yeah. Was... Who doesn't know how to bake cookies? Well, keep going. So, anyways, it's like ten o'clock or so, and the only thing we were really missing, we were basically missing chocolate chip, chocolate chips, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, we could use more sugar. So I said, well, let me go. Walk my ass to blah blahs. Mm -hmm. I'll get some ingredients. I'll just pick up some shit along the way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, no, don't do it. It's too late. I'm like, oh, they're mm -hmm. open till eleven. So fuck it. I'll just 
I listened to my January 2016 playlist, yeah, which is basic. No, January 2017 playlist, mm-hmm. which is two things: La La Lounge soundtrack and Run the Jewels <laughs> new album. Obviously, complimentary. And, a, and one song by a group called Electric Guest. <laughs> so I run to La Blas, and surprisingly, I found the Tartar first, which I thought would I would come back home empty-handed. Yeah. Got that. Got all the ingredients we need. Came back here. It was awesome. Like I was super excited because my mom made these cookies following weekend whilst I was in Ottawa. Yeah, the and following week, the previous week. <laughs> when the fuck did you go to Ottawa this week? See, I was all excited because I said whilst. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you used the other word in the wrong context. What about Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> this episode might be called oh, what, what about, about Kevin? Kevin? <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> you little fucking jerk. <laughs> no, he says. Kevin! You little jerk. And can we, let me just say this now, so I'll forget later. I mm. read this article which you were busting my chops about. And it's like, what the hell did Kevin's dad do to afford such a giant house? Yeah, what misogynistic article did you read? That <laughs> clearly the mom, who's the brains of that fucking family. Brains? They all forgot about Kevin. Yeah, but she's the only one who did anything. You know what the dad said both times in Home Alone? Was like, we'll just wait it out. Don't worry. I'm yeah, sure but, he'll turn up. There's cops and things. You know why, though? It's because that guy worked so damn hard. He's like, no, I got to deal with some fucking did you, bastard did kid. Did you not see Catherine O'Hara in all her power suits during That's Home true. Alone 1 and 2? He may have been, he may have been a kept man. Yeah. It didn't fall to oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope this episode's recording. Yeah. In full disclosure, I didn't read the article, I just read the headline, which was what did Kevin's dad do to afford such a big house? Yeah. From misogynistic.com. No, I think it was Vice. Oh, yeah, I might as well hipsters. be misogynistic. You know what the worst headline I read mm-hmm. this this Holidays was by Pitchfork, which sucks because they think they're so cool. Uh, I still read them every day just to like bust their chops. Because you think they're so cool? <laughs> and they're, I'm sure they're thoroughly offended. Uh, they had an article where it's like, thank you to all these big artists for not putting out music in 2016 because there was too much music in 2016. I'm like, get the what? fuck out. It's like, thank you, Daft Punk, for not putting That's out That's so lame. Like, get the fuck out of here. I want all the music. Continue all the your time. sponsor. We've derailed. I know. We're at 21 minutes. We haven't gotten to any story. No. Go. So the long end of the stick was that we were excited to make these cookies, and I had one job, which was just to get the chocolate chips out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I could have ripped open a little hole and poured them in. <laughs> but I'm like, let me take these heavy-duty duty scissors yeah. and cut the whole fucking top off. So I cut the top off, and then for whatever reason, they slipped out of my hand. <laughs> slipped out of my hand. <laughs> All the chocolate chips, every single one of them fell to the ground. Like, it was so disgusting. <laughs> So we got to make floor chocolate chip cookies. And I was like, whenever something falls on the ground, John and I always say casualty, right? And so all of the chocolate chips are casualty chocolate chips. Right. And so he's like, oh, they're good. And this is where you know John's really cutting for these cookies to be made because we hadn't vacuumed the floor in like three days. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to eat floor chocolate chips, especially when the like, jury's still hung. I don't know how to make cookies. So these are going to be horrible. Then, fast forward, we make two batches of said cookies. John flattens one of them, and I D-flat another one. Because you're supposed to take a fork to them. No, I was reading an article while you were at Loblaws and says if you want them to be fluffier, you don't pat them But down. you're not getting the full experience. I don't want the full experience. I like fluffy cookies. So then, all the ones in one tray that I didn't fluff came out okay. <laughs> you're not a good fluffer? 
No. And so they came out okay, but they were still pretty stuck to the pan. Yeah, like, uh, I had to no. boil the kettle. Um, those are for your fucking cookies. John took a fork to all his fucking cookies, and then literally I could not get one off their pan. No. But then the shitty thing was, was that my cookies were all burnt to well, shit. burnt on the bottom in the second batch and didn't also come off the plate That's because afterwards. the instructions clearly say six minutes. We did, like, 15. Because they weren't done. No, that's what that's the beauty of these cookies is they don't look done, but they're done. That's done, such done, bullshit. Done, 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 done. Is this your sponsorship? We have better things to talk about. Yeah. Well, I, oh no, there's one more. So yesterday again, being a good guy, I was like, let me let me go to Loblaws and pick tell up. because there was an issue, right? Yeah, the issue is, is I like. I was injured sure a little. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later on. Yeah. I'm like, let me go to Loblaws, let me buy some oranges, let me buy a steak, so I'm going to make a big steak dinner. Mm-hmm. One of our last days, we're like, let us let me make a big, big steak dinner. Mm-hmm. Go to Loblaws, buy all this dope shit. Mm-hmm. Steak, fry, not fry. Why are you telling this story three <laughs> different ways? Because I went, went to, to Loblaws to buy stuff to make a big steak dinner. Fast forward. <laughs> I bought some ex- expensive steaks, too. These damn cheap Yeah, they're like $20 each steaks. Mm. So I came home, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to put them in the freezer. I'll leave them out so they, they don't have to de thaw. Mm-hmm. Day goes on. We live our lives, do some things, come back. We're watching, uh, ooh, let me write this down. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. I didn't write that mm-hmm. down. I've got to talk about that later. We're watching Breaking Bad, and from the couch, I'm like, it's like 7.30. I'm like, something doesn't smell right right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to think it's our like neighbors smoking or something. Which is accurate, because that does happen. Yeah. I, I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to deal with this smell now. So then I go to the kitchen. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some steaks. You stay on the couch. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Let me do this thing. And I grab the steaks, and I start salting them, putting all the seasoning on. I'm like, doesn't smell right with these steaks. But Why didn't you say anything to me? I was too embarrassed. So I start making these steaks. I start cooking them. You actually make some, what? Okay, you did and write it too. I was like. So steaks are cooking. I'm like, if I grill these things, it'll take the smell right out and make them smell good. Mm-hmm. You're actually making green beans. I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, these steaks are taking a long time to cook through. Like, mm-hmm. We like to make them pink. Mm-hmm. But they're not even cooked through and I'm doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I get them out, make fries. You make the beans. We sit down and I'm like, something's off about these steaks. Mm-hmm. And then I start smelling them. Like, it still smells weird. I start eating them. I'm like, oh, that tastes a little bit weird. <laughs> and then you're just like, um, no, I took one bite, and I'm like, oh, it tastes okay. Yeah, it turns out, I think I bought veal by accident. <laughs> but I went back into the garbage mm-hmm. to get the package. It said yeah. beef. It said steak. It said rib bone. It said four things, apparently. <laughs> it said rib bone steak? Yeah, bone, no steak. I mean, no steak in the bone. <laughs> right? So I bought these, like, defected steaks. We had to end up eating fries and beans for dinner. <laughs> but then I actually, like, it was so bad, like, the second bite... <laughs> I was like, it's not so bad. Like, wait, I think these are veal. We don't eat veal. veal. And I don't know how you cook veal. I don't know how to cook veal. But then, but it also could have just been the meat was bad. Like, it was, it was, it could have been a bunch of things. But then the worst part was the smell. Just, I couldn't get it out of my nose. So, like, John literally had to, like, throw out the steaks in the apartment to, like, take them to the dumpster kind of thing. And And then I had to soak some pans for, like, 24 hours, basically, to get the smell yeah, out. Yeah, it was sad, though, because I really wanted a good steak dinner. I know. I muffed that up. That's okay. We're eating beef tonight. That's true. That's my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. And the rule of the story should be, if it smells bad, don't eat it. That's a good rule. I think so. Uh, 
So I'm just going to put this out there. We're at about a half an hour. We've only done our sponsorships. Yeah. Might not be able to get to everything this we week. We can Might watch. Might not be able to get. We can. Watch. Stop talking about it. Let's dive into it. Well, we got to start with something that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, so what happened after two podcasts ago? My birthday. Your birthday. Yeah. And yeah. our Christmas. Yeah. So let's talk about your birthday day. So my birthday birthday day. Um. By the way, your birthday continues for like another week. Yeah, that's because my family forgot about me. <laughs> All I know is you've been celebrating. You had your birthday party. We did our birthday. You did birthday. Our my- birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday. My mom gave and dad gave you a birthday gift for celebrating mm-hmm. your birthday next week. And again, mm-hmm. that's like five weeks worth of birthdays. Needless to say, mm-hmm. my birthday falls two days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it often gets the big old shaft. Well, right? Santa Claus is coming. Jesus was born. Yeah. So, you know, between Santa Claus and Jesus. And only one Somebody of them is forgot real. about Val. Which one? <laughs> <Right>? ah! <laughs> that is a conundrum. We both made jokes. That is a conundrum. Um, so, anyway. Um, we do John Leans for Ottawa on, the the Christ- next, on the, Christmas Eve. Oh, so, we always do my birthday and our Christmas together on but, the 23rd. By the way, shouldn't I get bonus points for never leaving you on your birthday? You did one year. So, <laughs> <laughs> like nine uh, years ago. Anyways, you did it. So you just said you always stay. I'm like, no, you didn't. Um. Okay. So it was my birthday, and so really exciting because uh, I obviously I still wanted to give John all my gifts because I was really excited to give him all the presents I bought this year. And then we usually just take it easy, but it was really nice that morning. We ended up. I think we went out for breakfast. Yeah. So now we gotta go even. More back in time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we went out to breakfast. We went to the hole in the wall. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. Which one year, or not, just like however many years ago, on the same birthday, some the owner gave me tequila shots yeah. in the morning. I'm like, oh. You're almost sick. I know. It's gross, though. So. And then from there, we went and, went and saw a movie. Mm-hmm. We've been teasing for two episodes. Teasing for two episodes. And so, what... Um, John and I usually go bat for bat on movies, and you're like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see Moonlight, or do you want to see uh, Rival? Because yeah. I, I saw Rival, and then when we watched the trailer, I think I made one sound effect yeah. when they showed the spaceship, yeah. and I'm like, oh! We watched Moonlight, you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then That's because I didn't understand half the trailer. And then 12 seconds into Rival, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, I was pretty excited. So I was like, let's go see Arrival. Yeah, see, yeah, it's my birthday and all. Um, what you want to call it? So we went to go see the movie. Should we do Fastbender? Yeah. Why don't we get our Fastbender ratings for Arrival? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. Uh, Hold on. I want, I want to say that um, we haven't done this in a while because I think the movies haven't been as noteworthy or memorable in the most well, recent Well, I still years. claim to not really like movies. Which is bizarre when you give it, give this week alone. Um, <clears throat> John and I, in the past, have tried to see, like, every Oscar movie yeah. um, that's going to be nominated for Best Film of the Year. Yeah. And we, we did it, like, a few years ago. We tried to see everything, not last year or the year before as much, but this year I feel like we've done... A fairly decent job at seeing, like, some of the top films. Yeah. And so, while Arrival um, might not be Nocturnal Animals, what will definitely be nominated. So, for those of you guys who don't know, the premise of Arrival, which stars Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, is when 12 mysterious spacecrafts appear around the world, linguistics professor Louise Banks is tasked with interpreting the language of the alien passengers inside. 
Yeah. So on the fast bender scale, what do you give it? Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. Mm hmm. I think I give it eight point. I'll round up 8.5. Okay. 8.5, I think. I got to hear your ex. What'd you give it? And then I'll base it on. I give it 8.9 out of 10. Okay. And the reason being is that I thought it was a bit different than your run-of-the-mill alien film. I yeah. like the simplicity of how they were telling the story from a different perspective. It was just to decipher the language. And the basic premise being is that language is the root to all wars. Yeah. Um, saying it's like that miscommunication and misunderstanding is what causes the problems. Yeah. And so it was so quick to see that humans, when they can't interpret what the aliens are talking about, um, they're like, we need to kill these people. They're landing and we just don't understand them. Um, I thought Amy Adams did a great job. I thought it was really beautiful the way they did, like, yeah. the language of the aliens. Me too. Um, and just how they interpreted time as a whole. Yeah, let me round up, because now I'm thinking about all the other movies we saw, mm -hmm. and I'm actually going to give this an 8-7. Okay. 8-7, yeah. I liked, at first I was like, oh, this is another one of those stories where it's, like, an unnecessary story about her daughter. I'm mm -hmm. like, what, what do I care about a sick daughter? When it, well, no, I care about sick daughters, but yeah. in, in a movie... When it's about when it's about aliens, you care about the aliens. I'm like, I care about the. I don't. Yeah. Why do I need to know this? It seems like just throwing it in to be sad. Yeah. Until the end happens, then you realize right. this is necessary. And I like the movie a lot. Uh, I like that they didn't even really show the aliens that much. No, I should have thought so. Like my favorite like illustration of aliens was probably in Independence Day when it first appeared in the glass with Data in like the bunker when they captured it. And so what I liked about these aliens is that to John's point, they were kind of like frosted out or have yeah. like smoke around them so you only got bits and pieces of them so the mystery was still there but they didn't look like i don't, I don't even know like in signs how those aliens yeah. looked kind of thing correct yeah yeah so yeah that, that's that's mm -hmm. what i think so should we and i thought it was a good time duration it was just under two hours just under two hours mm -hmm. correct yeah anything under two hours you get mm -hmm. an extra point it should have been eight six since it was under two hours eight seven done so then from the movie, mm -hmm. came home, did a podcast. Yes. And then we went out for your birthday dinner. Yeah. So I always love going to, um, in the city, there's this amazing Spanish restaurant called Petria in King West. And unfortunately, you have to make reservations for there like a year in advance. So we didn't get to go there. But one of our other favorite restaurants is Drake 150. Yeah. And so we made reservations for there. And it's kind of like we've gone there on previous podcasts and spoken about it, but if you haven't listened to it, the bar is very much like a Chicago, like, mafia diner almost, yeah. if you will. Like, they play really cool music. The food is delicious. And there's, like, gaudy artwork and, like, industrial lighting, but, like, old-timey um, banquettes <clears throat> everywhere. So it's a it's, it's pretty cool scene. We've gone there with a bunch of friends and everything, and the food was delicious. We both got these awesome pizzas. Oh! What? I totally forgot what my sponsorship was. Oh, yeah, was. I know. So okay. I'll tell that after. I'll tell it now. Yeah, so we had a really good time, and mm -hmm. then we left. So when we were leaving, and so one of my biggest pet peeves right now is, um, and I said to John, I'm like, I really would want to go and, like, volunteer at a food shelter over the holidays um, just for a few hours and everything. And so, unfortunately, we didn't get to do that, but we've tried to help out in other ways. So then... We've tried to help out in different ways. We've delivered sandwiches across the city to homeless people on, like, one of the coldest days. Um, we've donated food. And this day was no exception. So we had leftover pizza. 
obviously John and I didn't like lick the pizza or anything, but we no. said because we were both leaving for the holidays, we'd rather donate the food than take it home and leave it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And so in Toronto, there's because we walk around so much, we end up always walking by like some of the um like staple homeless areas if yeah. you will like we know where this this and this is unfortunate we know where the same homeless individuals kind of nest yeah and so around um queen's park and like downtown core central john and i thought we would see like a few mm-hmm. and so it was like it was decently late it was like 10 30 when we're walking it's not super cold and we're still trying to find somebody to donate this pizza to and then coming up behind us at like john and queen yeah um, this gentleman came up and he was like begging for money because he said he wanted to buy a hamburger. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm hamburger. so, so he's like, I need $10. And we're like, what? Right. But then I was like, Hey, I'm like, would you want some of our pizza? Um, or would you want this pizza that we have? And like, I will never understand this reaction. So said person asking for money, pizza, really delicious pizza, still warm, in a box, ready to go. He's like, I don't want your pizza. He's like, oh, it's probably going to have all germs on it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I hate when people try and give us, like, their food. And it's like, you're trying to pass off your germs to us or whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Right? Here's the deal. Right? It is free fucking food. I didn't lick every slice. You don't have to give me that when you're begging for, like, like, it's just like the same thing where this one other homeless person's like, I'm a vegan yeah. <laughs> and like rejected my sandwiches, right? Which is fine, mm-hmm. right? You can totally reject it, but then maybe just say it's like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> That's because the one guy that night wanted booze or drugs. Fair he, wanted, game. he wanted money. For, if, if he was really hungry, he would have probably taken it and said thank you. So more. needless to say, we did not see anybody. So we ended up. Throwing out the pizza. Well, we saw one more homeless gentleman, but he was very scary, so we didn't go we near it. We didn't him. go near it, and it was definitely down an alley, so <laughs> we threw out the pizza. Needless to say, we then got we home. We tried. We got home, and it was finally Christmas time. Yeah. So. Big Christmas. Well, sorry, I'm eating an orange. I'll you stop want me now. to go first? Yeah, I was just going to say, up first was your birthday gift, so what, uh, what did I get you for your birthday? My birthday? Day gifts. I don't even know which order I open them in now. The car doors? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A book. You got me my Gilmore Girls cooking book, right? And so it was so sweet. It was like all the recipes featured, and not even recipes featured in Gilmore Girls. It was like like staples they made as like a Gilmore Girls episode were turned into a cookbook recipe, which was so sweet. So for those of you guys who watch Gilmore Girls, it was like the Santa Claus burger that Luke made for Lorelai, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And then another book was How to Deal with Difficult People as a Leader, which I think is awesome. Oh, we could have used it with that homeless gentleman. I know. I should have used like my Jack Donaghy strategy negotiations. Yeah. Um. So those were both awesome. Next word. Next were the vinyl. Yeah. And so John got me two amazing records. Um, so the first one being Arkell's Morning Report, which was on our best of 2016. Yeah. And Wilco Schmilko, which was yeah. on my best of 2016. And so for the last three weeks, what were you talking about? When I was looking for gifts for my brother Brandon for Christmas and his birthday, which is coming up this week, mm-hmm. um, I was saying to John that I really wanted to get 
uh, Brendy's Wilco tickets, and John played it up like he's like, oh, I didn't know they were coming. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, they keep trying to get them. And they, that When I went back to try and get them, and they happened, the concert falls over the March break, everything was sold out. And I was so irritated because I'm like, now I wanted those damn I tickets. I had to pretend. I'm like, oh, I was just praying that they would be sold out. I was also, when I bought you the tickets, mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I hope you don't go on Ticketmaster because if you see these, yeah. it's like, we got to go, we got to go. And I always hate... Oh, I don't like lying, but I also yeah. just feel bad. Cause the whole time I just, you maybe even notice now when you kept bringing up Wilco, I would never really say anything. You're like, oh, you think this would be a good gift for my brother? Maybe like we can get tickets for all of us. Yeah. I just be like, oh, yeah, I guess so. You say that, but then when I was like, I really wanted to go and you're like, I know, I know, we should have got tickets. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. But then, so one thing that both John and I do is we tend to Photoshop ourselves into pictures. Because we like to give, like, experiences for gifts. And so on the Wilco Schmilco album, for those of you guys who haven't Hmm. seen it, go check it out on the Pic Collage. Yeah, I also post all these pictures on our Facebook there's um they have this like animated green almost um like a cartoon cartoon cover cover of um different scenarios happening and like a little girl and then like her dad right and so there's like different squares of like discipline happening and so i didn't realize it because john did such an amazing job photoshopping (laughs) it that i was in the covers (laughs) and so until i realized it like two minutes later and i'm like wait you got tickets because then yeah. I noticed the concert I, date on it. So it was vinyl plus a concert show the, in March. I printed out the album cover, taped it to the back of the record, mm-hmm. and I put, uh, yeah, Wilco 03, 15, 17, mm-hmm. and I, I cartooned your face and photoshopped on the little girl's face. <laughs> Which it, it actually is like, it's super funny and amazing. Yeah, I know. I like it. It's on our fridge now. So it's super awesome. So I felt very spoiled for my birthday. And There's then. A little bit more. Which one was for Christmas? Uh, and then I also um, photoshopped you uh, at your rehearsal studio because oh, you have yeah. your band and you guys all take turns. Uh, Paying for the rehearsal space. So John got me five free sessions of jam sessions. So the next, t- next five times it's your turn to book it. Mm-hmm. I will book it on your behalf. Woo-hoo. Oh, and then also. You got me custom Fuck the Bridge guitar picks, which were amazing. So one year, John did custom guitar picks, and it was our cool faces. Oh, narcissistic. It's super narcissistic, but badass as hell. So this time around, our our faux band's name is Fuck the Bridge, because we never remember the bridges to any songs. Yeah. And he got, and he made up, like, a logo for it and I made, everything. I made a logo of, like, uh, a white guy. Not a white guy, but... <laughs> Like a white, um, what, what are those things? Like stickman. A white stickman smashing a guitar. Mm-hmm. And it says, fuck the bridge above them. But the shitty thing was I used this website, which was pretty good. But apparently I picked the best picks. And I ordered them at the end of November. And yeah. it's like production is four to six weeks. Like, oh, oh, that's God okay. So, well, hopefully but by so the end exciting. of January. But I was, what I also love is that you made a little printout of it and put it in a little frame. Yeah. And so I want to put that on my desk at work. Yeah. Right? Are you allowed to put on your desk probably not so maybe i'll put it here somewhere. how about fudge the bridge no right and then i also bought you socks you also bought me crazy socks which i should put in my drawer and then a gift certificate to whatever you buy next editing software or a new imac yeah so that was your birthday mm-hmm. and then christmas christmas i got all this carlson like memorabilia stuff which is awesome because there's a little lego figure which i will put on oh, my yeah, desk we, we gotta put that together and then yeah, also it's a lego eric carlson and then also an ottawa senator's chair thing that i can put the lego piece of carlson on oh, yeah, and put that, that on my desk and then another photo of like that was in a picture frame of me and john 
at a hockey game and the pictures look so crazy like john looks so awesome in it but john got us seats to go to an ottawa Suns game in march but we're sitting behind where i've always wanted to sit like at the glass first row behind glass behind the glass behind one of the players nets uh like right in the corner yeah next to like the goalie right in the corner so that way when they get a goal and usually the players bounce themselves <laughs> onto the on like Onto the window, window, you can bang the window finally and yeah. like be part of the action that way. So I'm super excited for that game. And I always say, I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna get us hockey tickets because we always get them, they always lose, it's always shitty. Mm-hmm. But then this time, I'm like, well, how about I'm like, you mentioned you really wanted to sit there. I'm like, oh, it gives us a reason to go back to Ottawa, see mm-hmm. everyone. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick like a really shitty team. So I'm gonna pick Columbus Blue Jackets because they always just suck. Yeah. Do they not just win 13 games in a row and they're in first <laughs> place now? I'm like, oh, god damn it. But to be fair, the Suns are doing better. Well, they were doing better. They were doing better, but they're like hit and miss. You can't win every game, but we go into like a four-game win streak, then lose like two. Yeah, I right? know. So now, theoretically, whatever game we play next, we're supposed to win. I hope you had a good birthday Christmas I had a very experience. good birthday. And then we did your Christmas gifts. Yeah, it was so awesome. So one of the first things you got me, because I, I really wanted a new record player for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that to my folks. Like, oh, I'd love a nice new record player, because you got me a great one mm-hmm. a few years ago for Croswell. Christmas. Well, like this one's perfect for like the music room because mm-hmm. it can't necessarily plug into a stereo system. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would love to put it in our music room here. So if we're mm-hmm. working, even like right now, yeah. if you gotta do work later, just lightly put on a record, listen to it. I want a new record player that hooked up to a stereo system. I want to buy a new stereo system for the record player and for the TV home mm-hmm. entertainment. So you got me, which we never had, which was an awesome, awesome uh, vinyl disc brush. Yeah. You so <laughs> always used to use like our sleeves and things. Yeah, which is like not good for the record player. Yeah. So, like this is perfect. Like, I need this so badly. And then you also got me a new working cable for the microphone because I told you the cable shit out on me. So we, <laughs> that's why we've been using one microphone mm-hmm. for the last little while. Mm-hmm. And then you got me the awesome soundtrack on vinyl to Sons of Anarchy volumes two and three yes which is awesome because I have so many other songs on my iPod because I love Sons of Anarchy they always did like bulky rock versions Mm -hmm. of big songs Mm -hmm. and just like different takes so it'd be like not painted black but like House of the Rising Sun Mm -hmm. but it would sound like a crazy just like country folk version which is really awesome I'm like fuck, I want to listen to these like on vinyl now (laughs) and then the ultimate one which you always make fun of me about is you put Oh, yeah, you also got me an awesome new black band for my Apple Watch, which I've been wearing, like, nonstop. It looks so cool and sleek. And <laughs> you got me also a blue one earlier earlier this year, I think, mm-hmm. for my birthday, which is, like, mm-hmm. the perfect summer accessory. Mm-hmm. And this one just, like, look how badass black it looks. Black looks nice. Black on black on black with the ski mask. <laughs> that one's super cool. Mm-hmm. And then you always make fun of me. You claim that I'm a bandwagon, bandwagon Raptors fan, even though <laughs> I've been watching the Raptors regularly for the last four years, ever since. Since they got good. <laughs> I bandwagon jumped four years ago. Okay. But I'm always like, oh, I've never been to a basketball game. I'd love to go. I love DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, JYD2, Junkyard Dog, uh, Damari Carroll, T. Ross, <laughs> JV, and then um, uh, Bebe. Yeah. And we're back after a Mystery. very scary knock at the door. Seriously. That was a violent knock, I feel like. And then nobody was there. Frankie. Frankie. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, he's trying to kill me. Almost hit you at the microphone. Marty maimed everywhere. Anyways, it was just your new contact. So, yeah. so you ended up getting me like the most boss kick-ass uh, seats to the Raptors game, which is in 
a week Tuesday. Yeah, but I guess, like, I won't make this a long story about buying the purchasing process for these tickets, but I don't know that much about basketball. So even to pick, like, I know, like, the best team was Cleveland because they yeah. won. And then Golden State yeah, Warriors, sure. right? They were really good. And I was looking at tickets for those guys. That's not an option. No, no, no. Right? You got to sell a kidney to right? get those teams. Um, I, I can only buy you one rent-worthy pre- uh, present a year. Or like every five years. I don't want you doing and that And your either. Hermes Apple Watch was the one most recently. But I, so I asked my friend who actually does work for the Raptors, which are like the best teams to like see. And so we're seeing Toronto Raptors versus Bolton, Boston. <laughs> Who's the Boston, Boston Celtics, which he said are like a really great They're team. They're in third place. They're in third place. We actually, it, it'll be a good game. And I, oh, yeah. I got you tickets facing the Toronto Raptors bench. Yeah, so that way you could level. see. But what's their Dwayne Casey? Yeah, so you right? know that's their coach. Their coach for guilt. Yeah, I'm super excited. Like these are like center court, first 100 level, uh, like amazing seats, so badass. Like I'm super excited. And you said you might get me. Yeah. So then my friend Colleen, who works um, with the Raptors as well, thank you very much. She for can um, get John courtside for like their warm up and mm-hmm. like potentially through the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. I gotta buy myself a Raptors. Yeah. This so week. I'm pretty excited. So the game is a week Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm like beyond excited because I've never been to a Raptors game, mm-hmm. and they're doing so well and they're playing a good team. And it's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just excited to see what a game's like. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked for that. So thank you. for That's like the coolest birthday gift ever. Thank you. No, thank you. So that's good. So then you left me for four days. Uh, just for a few days. I flew back home uh, for Christmas. Was and the flight experience okay? Uh, fuck Porter. <laughs> this one, I left on the 24th, uh, 11.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful sunny day out there. Not a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. Get there and um, of course there's the first, the flight before mine dot was delayed by like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I saw that my flight came in and I saw everyone getting off the flight and people go on the PA system and like, okay, everyone's just leaving now. We're going to do a quick clean of your thing and we're running a little bit late, but we'll still get you there on time. We'll make it up in the air. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah. And so I text my dad. I'm like, okay, everything's good. Uh, you can come pick me up at 1230. And usually a lot of the last few times he would leave from work to pick me up. Yeah. And he worked kind of closer to the airport. So if I, there was a delay, it wouldn't be too bad for me. Like, oh, okay, don't come. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's delayed. But since he's coming from home to pick me up, I was like, oh, that's like a further drive. So he was probably going to leave right by the time I'd be boarding. And I told him all's good. Mm-hmm. And the flight ended up being delayed by quite a while. Don't know why. The weather was fine outside. So I also hate it because they never tell you the issue with Porter anymore. You just end up being delayed. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, luckily I called my folks and my dad hadn't left yet. So I told them, I'll let you know when we're on the plane and actually about to take off. Mm-hmm. I'll text you and everything. I wish they gave you like some sort of like $50 gift certificate every time that happened. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've ever been on an on-time flight from port- with Porter. It's tough. It's like so hit or miss. And I actually don't feel like any of our most recent flights in the last two years have ever been on time. I don't think so. So anyway, so I flight gets there. Dad picks me up. It's great. We go home and uh, get to see my little nephew again, Max. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen him since October with yeah. you. And he was four months, just turned four months when I came home. And he's like super awesome and cute and just like smiles and laughs the whole time. Yeah. And never, he's like never fusses. He was so good. Like we had Christmas dinner and we're doing those things where you're popping the crackers. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't making any noise or anything. <laughs> and he's just like super silly and fun. So... 
They got, smell so good. Yeah, it's a new baby smell. Yeah. So I was, I just, and the good thing was he spent basically the whole three days at my parents' house with me as well. Like, which is what you wanted to. Yeah, my sister's like, okay, I'm gonna drop him off. I'm gonna do some shopping mm-hmm. or this or that, and so I got to spend like all this time with him, which was good. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Christmas was awesome. Got some great gifts from my sisters, uh, my folks, clothes, gift cards. Mm-hmm. We got nice framed pictures of mm-hmm. us and Max and everything. Mm-hmm. Then my folks got a, got us a new um, record player, top of the line. Which is exactly what you wanted. Exactly what I wanted. So actually, when this is done, I'm going to put it together. Mm-hmm. So that was super awesome of them. And then the only thing that sucked about Christmas was my dad has uh, Tiger Woods 2009 on Wii. Okay. And he likes to talk all this smack about how good he is. <laughs> and he made his own player, uh, his own name, made this old guy. Maybe in a little bit better shape than he is now, this <laughs> yeah. old timer. Maybe yeah. a little bit of a thicker mustache yeah. than he has now. And he just would talk so much shit. And I think I played him golf like eight times. And he beat me every single so time. So he is truth. So talking so much smack talk. And I had to play as Super Tiger. What? And I like lost. Tiger Woods? Yeah, but Super version okay. of Tiger Woods. And I was just so pissed because the last game we played, he was winning, winning, then he messed up. And I made some unbelievable shots. And I was mm-hmm. up by three strokes with three holes to go. Like, yeah. there's no way I was going to lose. Yeah. And then you lost. And I lost by one stroke. No. Oh, your dad I never heard the end of it. I'm like, we almost need to Sweet. buy a Wii so I can practice. Okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, I know, but <laughs> so that was super fun. Like, I like doing that, and, and yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. We had a great uh, dinner mm-hmm. and everything. Got to do some It was your shopping. mom's birthday as well. Mom's birthday, so it was great. And then my mm-hmm. folks drove me back to Toronto because they spent the week here, mm-hmm. which was great. And then they came over and hung out with us. So you but... came over. The, you came home on the 27th, mm-hmm. though, in the afternoon. Yeah. Um. How's your Christmas? My Christmas was really good as well. Um, it was a little bit, like, fast-paced and a little more hectic. And, like, John can attest to this. Like, we see, obviously see my family a little bit more frequently because they're in Ontario. Or, sorry, they're in the GTA. It was like, Ottawa is in Ontario. Um, Nation's capital. Everyone thinks it's Toronto, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up uh, going to my brother Brandon and Kim's place on the 24th for Christmas Eve, which was fun, and we had some food there. We did, like, a, a jam session sing-along yeah. uh, with some of their other guests that we hadn't met before. Uh, Benjamin, nephew of ours, was really sad John wasn't there, but we ended up playing a lot. Yeah. Um, and then on Christmas, we went to my other brother's house, Carl's and Beth's house, for Christmas dinner and presents and true to form. Everybody got super spoiled. Yeah. Especially the little guys. So Benjamin and Savannah got too many toys and like duplicates of some toys. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but they had a really great time and they were just like high up on sugar for the rest of the day <laughs> and doing laps around Carl's house, which was terrifying on so many levels. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. And then when we came back on Christmas Day, my mom, who usually falls asleep on the couch, she's like, let's watch a movie on Netflix. Okay. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so I'm like, what movie do you want to watch? And then she's like, uh, let's watch that one you and John were talking about. I'm like, which one? Which one? And I told her the previous day we had watched Captain Phillips, which was really good. Uh, old man gross nipples. So then she's like, okay, let's watch Captain Phillips. I'm like, you want to watch Captain Phillips at like 9 p.m. on Christmas? I'm like, this isn't exactly like a feel-good movie. But my mom ended up staying up for the entirety, and it got over at like 12.30 by the time we finished. Right. And I still wanted to get up the next morning to go Boxing Day shopping. Mm-hmm. So we ended up watching Captain Phillips, which she really liked. The next day, because um, my dad was going to drive me back to Toronto, um... 
we ended up, um, I woke up fairly early and then I wanted to go to Walmart to get us all like staple things that we usually need. But I went to the Walmart at square one and there was like no parking. So I had to park across the street and I'm like, this is fucked up. I'll never walk back with all this shit. So then I ended up driving to Oakville to like the next town over to go to, um, ah, you're trying to kill me. I just need it closer to you. You're trying to kill me. So as I was saying, one of my responsibilities at night is I fill up the humidifier. Yeah. And I've been doing it for the last two years. And it might not sound like a tough job, but it gets heavy and I've dropped in the bathtub and broke it once. <laughs> and so, like I said, there's two things I try to teach you. Yes. One what, John? Is, one, what do you one try them, to teach me? One of them is just how to fill the, the humidifier. Yeah. And you've been like, oh, no, you just do it. And if you're not here, I'll just do it. Yeah. Like, fine. The other one is to figure out how to check the website to see if our laundry is free. Yeah. You never do either of them? No. And so did one of them come back to bite you? A little bit. Okay, what happened? It wasn't the laundry. No. (laughs) Which I was trying to do today and you refused. Nope. Absolutely refused. Absolutely refused. One I can get away with more though. So laundry.ca, I can wait it out. Well, that's not the website. I'm not going to give these suckers the website. So I can wait it out. The homie I need every night to sleep because my skin gets so dry. What are you doing? Get there dancing. (laughs) closer. I'm like eating it. No, trust me. No. I have to edit this thing. I know. That, I know what the audio is like. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Just push it a little closer. Oh, you can push the mic closer. <laughs> you can just swing it. Thank you. Is this better? Yes. Thank you. So either way, on the 26th, my parents dropped me off back to the apartment, and because I was staying by myself for the entire night. Um, I had to do all these responsibilities that John usually does by myself. And so it was really, I also haven't stayed in the apartment by myself in a while, which is scary on multiple levels. Yeah, I didn't think I feel when you leave me and I got to turn on the TV at night. It's accidentally the exorcist in the bedroom. And so I was getting ready for bed and I already talked to John at this point. And I put the TV on, two scary things happened. I put the TV on, and then because I was watching the Breaking Bad marathon in the family room, I wanted to continue watching it, which we'll talk about later, in the bedroom. I put it on AMC in the bedroom, take the homie, the humidifier, to the bathroom. Like, I'll fill this, no fucking problem. I literally take it, and there's, like, the hole for the tank to, like, fill up the water. And what I think is happening is I'm filling up the water and none of it's staying in the tank. So I'm not understanding what the shit's going on. So then I always see John using this cloth. So I put the cloth underneath what I think is the hole to block the water from falling out. That's not happening. So I have about a quarter's worth of water in this damn thing. And then I go back to the homie, put it on its, like, actual holder, and then the whole thing just fucking explodes on our dresser. So then I use the towel... Because then I'm like, oh, maybe John uses the towel to clean up all the water that's on the dresser. I don't know. And so then I'm like, fuck this noise. I just put down that towel on the dresser to to catch all the water remnants. Took another towel to wipe off everything on the dresser that got wet. Right? And then I let it do its business. When I woke up from said evening of sleeping with the homie only a quarter filled, a fucking red light was on. (laughs) The thing was running with no water in it. So that was alarming on two levels. And previous to that, when I went back into the room with the homie, which I thought was filled up, what I thought was AMC channel automatically switched to city TV somehow. So I knew I had a ghost in the apartment and Frankie was about to attack me. Or maybe you sat down on the bed and hit the wrong button. No, I did not sit down on the bed, John. 
There was a ghost. All right. Well, considering you've lived here for about six years and there's been no ghost activity. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guy at the door just leaves a contact box. That's true. I guess he's not called a UPS worker. No, not at all. So if I was to ask you to fill up the humidifier tonight, would you know how? I uh, know. Basically, all you do, what you found was like a show hole. Yeah. No, it was the... There's a hole for the top you put on. Yeah. There's a little... It was uh, the filter hole. Filter hole. Basically, you just flip the homie and then you unscrew the latch. I and definitely did not do that. any of that. So anyways, good to have me back. Yeah, good to have you back. You so have a purpose. Yeah. Good to know. Right. So my folks drove me back on the Tuesday. They came over for a bit. We hung out. And then was it Tuesday night that we saw La La Land? We saw La La Land. Why don't we talk about La La Land? Okay. And should we do our Fastbender review now? Yeah. Okay, so this is Fastbender review for La La Land. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. So I'll This get... is actually one of the films you've wanted to see for a while. People are like, you want to see this movie? Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's because it's directed and written by the guy who directed and wrote Whiplash. Whiplash, which was probably my all-time favorite movie now. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so well done that it's like, okay, well, I trust this director. Mm-hmm. I trust his writing. So why wouldn't I want to see it? Yeah. And from the songs I've heard in the trailer. Yeah. Like, City I like these. of stars. Something about Kevin still stuff. missing. No. <laughs> okay. So for those of you guys who don't know what La La Land is about. So it stars Ryan Gosling. Hot. Ain't shit. What? Anyways, and Emma Stone, and it's about a jazz pianist who falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles. Yeah, so I I think I give it, I'm going to say 9.5 on the Fastbender scale. What about you? I will give it 9.2 on the Fastbender scale. I absolutely love the film. I thought we were talking to some friends about it yesterday or the day before or something, and we were saying... What we both liked about it was, like, the music. We thought, like, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling did great jobs in their roles. They're not, like, the best singers, but they did a really great job. Yeah. I actually thought the way it was shot and the colors were fantastic mm-hmm. um, in it. And I, I did like the storyline a lot. I thought it was – we won't give anything away, but I do think as a musical, yeah. it stands up today. It's, like, a 2016 musical that does a lot of throwbacks to, like, For the sure. 1950s. Yeah, I thought – I thought the directing and writing was mm-hmm. awesome of the movie. I thought the the guy who wrote all the music mm-hmm. did a great job. Like, he so said he was from Chester French. Yeah, so one of my favorite bands, they're not really around anymore, it's a group called Chester French. Mm-hmm. I think they were the first or the second band of the week ever on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so the guys in Chester French went to Harvard, and in the band originally in Harvard times was the director of Whiplash mm-hmm. and La La Land, whatever his name is, and then also the guy who wrote all the music. Mm-hmm. They were all Damien Chazelle. Yeah. They were all both in Chester French at one point. I'm like, it makes sense because it sounds like Chester French kind of music. Yeah. And the lead singer of Chester French is in the movie too. Yeah, he's in one of the party scenes in one of the bands. Yeah. So it's like, I just, I like the songs. It's one of those things like musicals, like I never really cared about, say, Chicago or Moulin Rouge. Like that, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't like the story, yeah. I don't like the music. This one, I'm like, well, I like, I like Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I really like the music. It's like, like off-Broadway. Like I've been listening to the soundtrack for a few weeks ever since it came out. Right. And yeah, I just thought it was really well shot and directed and it looks really cool and it's just like yeah it's just good like ryan gosling's gosling's really charming he's like okay i will put this out there you know i used to watch breaker high which was like his first nod to acting outside the mickey mouse club yeah this takes ryan gosling to a whole new fucking level yeah he is like 
a renaissance man now. Yeah. He was like hot in this film, super charming. He actually played all the piano mm-hmm. in his role, so they didn't want to like put somebody else's like dummy hands in it. Yeah. Um, and his voice was like like fairly decent. Like yeah, it's good. It's not amazing, but it's not awful. It's yeah. Just, like makes me feel like I could sing these songs too. Mm-hmm. So now we want to try and grow at your hair like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, so I was happy because I was worried that there was so much hype that I had on this mm-hmm. movie. That I'm like, oh, it won't live up or it won't be as good. Mm-hmm. But it definitely lived up. It was like Mad Max where I was like, oh, shit, I've hyped this so much. But totally, really good. It's probably my favorite movie since Mad Max. Done. Like my top three favorite movies might be Whiplash, then Mad Max, and then Suicide Squad, and then La La Land. <laughs> so, okay. so that was Tuesday night. Yeah. And then what the hell did we do on Wednesday? We had your parents over. Oh, yeah. So Wednesday was great. My folks were going to see Matilda the Musical. Mm-hmm. So you thought you had a great idea of being like, well, instead of us all going out to dinner, how about you come over and you were going to cook them dinner? Mm-hmm. So it was great. Uh, you went and made uh, bacon-wrapped chicken. Mm-hmm. Stuffed chicken. Stuffed chicken. And mm-hmm. you had a great side of rice and mm-hmm. salad and green beans and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was a great time. Like, my folks came over, and they just got to relax and see, like, the new couch and the, the apartment. <laughs> it's a big selling point. It's a big selling point for our apartment, guys. And it was just a lot of fun. So they come, came, hung out. We watched more Breaking Bad, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah. And then they went to Matilda, and then they came back afterwards, and they hung mm-hmm. out for a bit at our place. And it was just, like, a nice time. Like, I think they enjoyed themselves. Mm-hmm. It was everything. also just nice just to, like stay inside because we had been like eating out so much over like the past few days that it was nice just to like hang out and not have to like rush around but because we ate at such like an odd point of the day yeah we were like hungry later on so it was like ah no now what do we do was that the night we made the cookies no 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 because they came back later on oh yeah that's right but anyway so the next day i want to talk about breaking bad now next Mm -hmm. day was thursday which was the day of jurassic park so all we did that day was we went shopping bought some clothes i Mm -hmm. bought new boots this and Mm -hmm. that and when I was in Ottawa, I noticed there was a Breaking Bad marathon, and I watched yeah. maybe like a bit of an episode, not much because I was super busy. Mm-hmm. But the day you came back from your folks' house, I think was the day of the Breaking Bad marathon. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you started watching it. Yeah. And so we started watching a little bit when my folks were over. Like, we weren't recording it. We were just pausing. Yeah. And Because it was playing like all day yeah. and all night. And so then we came to like Thursday morning. We woke up. We're like, we just watched more Breaking Bad because it's like we haven't really watched it probably since the show ended. Yeah. So we ended up watching, like, I think it was season three with all the Gus stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so good. It was, like, honestly, like, when I think about that series, and it does help to, like, when you binge it and watch, yeah. it, like, a bunch of episodes back to back to back, they always end on such a cliffhanger. Yeah. And it's such smart writing. So for those of you guys who haven't checked it out, I think it is on Netflix right it now. Is, yeah. But go and watch that series because from, like, start to finish, it's such solid writing. Yeah. And the pacing of it is so great. Like, I actually... Like, I really enjoyed seasons one through three, mm-hmm. right? But this last season was equally as good. And I think I preferred watching it this time around than I did live for whatever I think reason. So. so when we got to the last season, we're like, okay, let's just stop and let's record every episode so we can watch it properly. Mm-hmm. And we finished it yesterday. I almost didn't want, to, didn't want it to end, but it's like, you go back and the first time I ever watched the show, I'm like, Walt White's a badass. I hate mm-hmm. Skylar. Let yeah. him do his thing. <laughs> And then, and then this time around. Like, oh my god, I feel so bad for Skylar. I feel bad for yeah. Walt Jr., Flynn. For what for 
for those of you guys who don't know, John made an I Hate Skylar no, Facebook No, I didn't make page, it. I was in it. Right? Anyways. But then we watched it again. And I was watching it separate of John initially. Yeah. And he, John comes home. I'm like, I don't know why we were so mean to Skylar. I'm like, she's like, has the worst case scenarios keep happening to her. And she just tries to defend Walt through the whole thing. Then later Thursday night, which is the night we thought was Jurassic Park, which wasn't. We ended up going to the movies with Chris and Becca, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So we saw, you wanted to see this I film. wanted to see this film because when I was in Winnipeg um, the second time around, I kept seeing, excuse me, I kept Earth. seeing the like Critics' Choice Awards, People's Choice remember. Awards for um, Casey Affleck winning for this film called Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea what this film was about. And you always joke with me because I hate movies yeah, based hate in Boston. Snacks. Boston accents and Boston-based films. And so this was all of those things. And so I said to the guys, I'm like, oh, would you mind seeing Manchester by the Sea? Because I heard it got, like, really great reviews. So we went to go see that. And so on the Fastbender rating, what do you give it? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. I give it, uh, I give it an eight one. Okay. So for those of you guys who don't know, Manchester by the Sea is about Casey Affleck as an uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies. And so it stars Casey Affleck, uh, Coach Taylor, um, Kyle Chandler, some guy from the slap. Jenna from Dawson's Creek. Jen from Dawson's Creek. Watching too much 30 Rock. (laughs) Um, And a bunch of other great actors. And it takes place in Boston. So What do you give it? I give it 8.3. Four out of ten. And the reason being was I thought some of it was a bit too long. Well, the movie was just a shy bit under two and a half hours. Yeah. Which is a lot for a movie about just talking. Yeah. And I thought it was good. I thought Casey Affleck was good. It was obviously well written. Mm -hmm. But there's certain scenes I'm like, okay, they can make this shorter. Yeah. Whenever I watch a movie, I'm always like, okay, I want to know. I can kind of always tell when an it's going to end. Like, La La Land, okay, they just had this big musical number. Mm-hmm. I think I know it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Or Arrival, okay, they did this thing. I know mm-hmm. it's going to end. But this movie, I'm like, no clue when it's going to end. No. I don't know if it's been two hours or three hours. but And then it just kind of ended. Ended. Which I get. It's just kind of like it's a story about yeah. the family. And it's just you can't tell this whole story because they're going to keep going on living. Right. But I just thought it was a bit long and it was really depressing but it was i thought it was depressing but like a truthful depressing yeah, but there was also funny humorous parts with any great tragedy tragedy it's mm-hmm. gonna have great comedy as well yeah so there's definitely funny parts and it was really well acted i liked it but i think la la land was better and arrival was better in my opinion yeah i think and they're they're all such different films like one is a sci-fi one is a musical yeah one is like a drama like life story yeah um i also think for me, watching Casey Affleck and just everything we know about Casey Affleck, I felt like he was kind of just playing himself. Yeah, he did a good job, but he's just kind of playing his normal, like, Boston self, I guess. Yeah, but, it's worth but definitely worth seeing, just super depressing. Yes. Fast forward, Friday was the one day I actually went into work. I, uh, which was, was that okay? Yeah, it was fine. It was, okay. it was easy enough. I'm, Nothing, like, dreading going I, back tomorrow. Well, it was an easy day because it was still holidays, but it's yeah. like, I only had to go on once this week, which was great. Yeah. Uh, I just, ended up working from home that yeah. day. So we watched Breaking Bad that night. That's it. Mm-hmm. Saturday was New Year's. Yeah. So we had actually, like, we were still very tired. We were still very much into Breaking Bad at this point. And uh, Sean and Tesla were doing a house party. Mm-hmm. Our other friend Maddie was also throwing a party. 
our other friend Lil and Ben were throwing a party. Mm-hmm. And then my brother Brandon was playing a gig at Poppers. So we yeah. had to kind of like pick and choose well, where we wanted to be. The first invite was from Sean and Tesla. So we so said we were obviously going to go do that. And then we always, we love seeing your brother perform. So we wanted to go support him and see how he was doing. Right. So we ended up going out a bit later. Well, than I we were watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, I know. And it was like the last season, season which was insane. So we ended up leaving here at about 8.30 yeah. and hauled ass to Sean and Tesla's, which was awesome. They had, like, a great spread and, like, yeah. it was awesome to meet, like, some of his his cousin was there, Will, from yeah. Montreal, which was great. All their friends. All their friends. You, Sean was making you some good drinks. Yeah, he thing. made some, like, gin cocktail thing that I felt like I was in, like, 1960 drinking with, like, Don Draper, which was fun. Yeah, so it was a great time just hanging out. It was like, oh, man. Like, I was glad we were going to your brother's to see him. I'm like, oh, I could have spent, like, the whole night there, obviously. And mm. it was great, so... We stayed there a lot longer than anticipated. Yeah, I know. So we, sat, we thought we were going to Brandon's gig at about, like, 9.30. I think we left there, like, 10.15 or, like, 10... 10.30, I think. So then we're leaving their place, and we were going to walk to the subway because it's all the subways were free that mm-hmm. evening. And so we leave their place, get to the sidewalk, and as soon as we take a step on the sidewalk, what happens? I flip over and, like, roll my foot. Because you stepped on black ice. Yeah. And so, by no means, like, my parents were like, oh, were you wearing heels? I'm like, no, No, I was just wearing, like, boots. boots, Right? And so I kind of rolled my foot. It wasn't as bad as the time I got injured in Boston. But I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was just worried that... I thought she you her drink really bad. Yeah. So we ended up sitting on Sean's driveway for like 20 minutes. In the cold. In the cold on cement. And then, I was just trying to make jokes to try and make the pain go away. Yeah, which was good. And it, it felt like typically fine, but I'm like, this is such a garbage year. Yeah. What a way to like, end it. What a shitty way to end the year. And so then we ended up calling an Uber yeah. to go to Brandon's gig. And then when we got there, it was awesome. We ended up like great hanging seats. out great seats. My brother performed like a bunch of songs that we requested. The crowd was really funny. But what who I thought was the bar manager, I guess, was just some drunk some old dude, drunk white dude, right? Who was just very much into John and I. And yeah. So, um, I was like, of course, I've met this guy before. I know. I'm like, who is that? You're like, that's the bar manager. So, like, I don't think it is. So clearly, I was racial profiling from St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, is what like, happened there? Drunk Irish guy. Mixed up. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up chilling there. Um, one of Brandon's friends, Alex, was there, which was awesome to see him again. Yeah. And his girlfriend, and we ended up shooting the shit with them for a bit, and then we left the bar at like right when it was closing. Like two thirty. Two thirty. Your brother drove us home, which was great. Mm-hmm. I went to the craziest A and W because you busted your ankle. I'm like, you're not coming with me. You go upstairs. Yeah. And I went to an A and W, and basically there was a nightclub next to it. Oh, so there's God. all these drunk guys who were just hanging out. Was there. there a nightclub next to it? Oh yeah, that's right. And so it was just like crazy, and that I was like, and there was no like crazy violence. It was like I said, yeah. it was like a nice fun area. Yeah, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of happy drunk guys were there. <laughs> and I was standing next to some like old drunk hobo. He's like, I think you're up next, dude. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting here a while, but you've been waiting longer. That's nice. He would have taken my pizza. Yeah. But I've never eaten A&W. And I'm like, I didn't know how to order for you. I'm yeah. Like, it's I'm like, hard. Mama burgers, Papa burger. I'm like, I don't know. Mama burger with cheese. So I got you a mama burger with cheese. And we ended up staying up till like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then went to bed at like, or woke up at like 830 in the morning. Yeah. Which, Which brings, brings us, us to hey, jinx. yeah to yesterday. Yeah. And yesterday, uh, your ankle still hurting quite a bit. Yeah. It's doing better now though, right? It's doing better now. It doesn't hurt as much to walk. John gave me his orthopedic, which have helped a fair bit. Yeah, I gotta buy you some more. Right. But um, what you wanna call it? It it only hurts when I do steps or try and like lift 
my leg because it's not my ankle as much as it's like the back of my leg heel part. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it definitely, it hurt more yesterday than obviously it does today. So to round out our holidays, we were like, let's go see one more movie. So we basically, for your birthday, we want to see a movie. Both mutually agreed on yeah. Arrival. Yeah. We both, I think, wanted to see La La Land. Yeah. Maybe meet a little bit more. Yeah. And then you really wanted to see Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. And then I really wanted to see Moonlight. Right. And so Moonlight, I know it's been it's been in theaters for a, a, while, for a while now. Um, but one of my friends from work, Lou, he went and saw it and he said it was really, really great. And it's yeah. gotten a lot of critical acclaim. Yeah. So this is our Fast Bender rating of Moonlight. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fast Benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. <laughs> I gave Arrival, what, 8.6? Eight, 8.7. Eight, seven. Eight, seven. I give Moonlight 8.6. Wow. What okay. about you? No, 8.5, 8.5, 8.5. Eight, five, eight, five. Okay, I give it 8 out of 10. Okay. So okay. for those of you guys <laughs> who haven't seen Moonlight, it is a story about a timeless story of human self-discovery and connection. Moonlight chronicles the life of a young black man from childhood to adulthood as he struggles um, to find his place in the world while growing up in a rough neighborhood of Miami. And so, so basically about like this guy who self discovery. <laughs> Are you just repeating what I just said? <laughs> so, so it was good. Like it stars. Okay, so some of the actors they're lesser known actors, I would say, but one of the guys who's I guess the most profily is um the gentleman who plays Juan, who plays Remy on House of Cards. Yeah, he was awesome in it. I thought he was I think great. I just like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Janelle Monae is in it. She has yeah. a smaller role. And Naomi Harris, who plays Paula, the mother, mm-hmm. who's in um, one of the James Bond films, Spectre. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think I was maybe expecting a bit more. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Like, I didn't know much about it. Yeah. What just... did you know about it? Because that you were really in- – like, I think this year out of all years, you're – You've switched the idea of the types of films you want to see. And so I'm like, what age you want to see this film so much? Okay, first, because you made the remark, you're like, oh, at first I didn't know where the movie took place. I'm like, Dade County. Yeah, I was like, let's Dave County. <laughs> I like, I, I'm sometimes I'm a sucker for settings where a movie takes place. Yeah. Much whereas you don't like Boston movies or Boston accents. Yeah. Something about the ghetto in Miami. Yeah. I just, it's different from Toronto because it's, Really hot palm trees. <laughs> this I'm is just, the most superficial ex- reason to see a film. No, I'm just because it has palm trees. No, not because it's palm trees. Yeah. It's the same reason why I always like Dexter. Because Dexter doesn't take place in New York or mm-hmm. Chicago. It takes uh, place in Miami. Okay. Got it. Not everything like when a movie or show takes place in a certain area that mm-hmm. you don't see on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. I just like the fact that like look, they're all sweating because it's like. 100 you, degrees out there, did right? You, did you watch CSI Miami? No. <laughs> so I'm like, first of all, I like the setting. It's about the ghetto in Miami, not about the ghetto. Yeah, because like, I Com- thought it was Jamaica. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's not Compton. It's yeah. not like Harlem, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit different. You don't yeah. always see this. So I like that. I knew that about the movie. I also knew it was about uh, the ghetto and a black guy discovering that he was gay. Yeah. Living in the ghetto in like a drug-filled area. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is different because... If you know, stereotypically, it's, it'd be really hard to be gay in that kind of environment. Right. It's a super macho area, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's intriguing to me, too, to see how mm-hmm. this plays out. Yeah. And I knew that I liked Remy from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And the trailer looked interesting. Totally. And it seemed like a different story. It's not every day you see a guy who uh, discovers he's gay living in the ghetto. Right. And has to deal with, like, drug dealers, this and that. Okay. I don't know. I thought I, I expected a bit more. 
I thought it was great. I actually really liked the music in it. Yeah. And so I think for me, the one thing that I found, I found this movie longer in a different way. Than this movie is Manche- only an hour 50. Yeah. And I found it longer to watch than Manchester by the Sea for some reason. Well, because it's three different stories. I'm like, okay, it seems like it's been going on a while. We're only on story two. We haven't even got to the guys as an adult yet. Right. But my favorite of the three stories was probably the second one when okay. he's a teenager, yeah. then when he's a little guy, yeah. right? As like an adolescent, then when he was I mean, an adult. Yeah, I'd say about the same. So it's good. It's mm-hmm. worth a watch. Like I think yeah. the guy from House of Cards deserves like a best supporting actor. I thought he was great in it. It's like you can't really take your eyes off him. He's really good. Mm-hmm. I remember the first scene because when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, it's, you know, because the way they speak in the South, it's a little bit different and it's yeah. like almost more mumbling and like Yeah, the drawl um, I couldn't understand. Drawl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I hope you can understand like No. And then the very first scene they're like on the corner doing a drug deal and the guy's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh you didn't understand anything. No, not said. at all. I think the one thing that actually took me out of the experience was the two ding dongs sitting beside us. Oh yeah. Right? Because they literally like to the point where I spoke to one of the women. I know during the movie. During like, the movie. So she's like these yeah. It's a nice theater. It's cleaner. Um, what you call it? It's just it's close to where we live, and they have yeah. like a good selection. Sorry, of I think films. that part got cut out. We went to Varsity Theater. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, we went to Varsity Theater because it's closer to our place. Um, it's cleaner. They usually have like a really good selection of films, and the theaters are sometimes a bit smaller. Yeah, we've seen a lot of good movies there. Like we saw Whiplash there when mm. we didn't know anything about it. Same with Nocturnal Animals and Moonlight. So they're more like Moonlight the AMC. Oh, sorry. No, it wasn't. La La Land. <laughs> Thanks, okay. dude. Um, so either way, we're sitting in the theater. It's definitely filled filled with like senior citizens, but that and John and I, and then the two individuals sitting to the left of me had all of their stuff in the seat beside me, and then they were sitting. But as soon as the movie started, it was like this woman literally was like, can I find anything in my purse? Yeah. And then she started talking to me because her purse was latched onto the armrest. Right. And she wanted to take it off. But for the first three minutes, she was trying to like struggle to get it off. Jesus. And so you never want to touch somebody else's stuff without them knowing. You never want to touch anybody else to begin with. Exactly. And so then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can you help me get this? And I was like, ah, sure. Right. I go into it. Then as if she's like digging in Mary Poppins bag of shit, like going through it trying to find lipstick or like lip balm or something and then like proceeds to put it on for like the next three minutes and like struggle with the cap and then like she pulls out some like like hard candy that has like those like noisy wrappers then like her and her friend like like, yeah exactly noisy wrapper noisy wapple and then her friend gets up and she leaves for a bit and she comes back then they fully start talking i know then she's like zipping her purse stop zipping her purse they start talking again and so i think that kind of took me out of the film a little bit, yeah. just because they were so like noisy. Well, even when I saw La La Land, the lady who sat next to me, mm-hmm. like I knew it was going to be trouble. When you went to go get snacks, she turned to me and she's like, "You want a fisherman's friend?" What? I was like, no. She had like some cold medicine. Why you is want she a fisherman's asking friend? you if like, you want no. fisherman's friend? And then like she just taught. She's one of those people where like something that happened that was kind of wasn't even funny. Yeah. She would just start laughing. Yeah. Or like she was just. She would talk when something happened, like, oh, my God. Oh, like, yeah, she was that. I I'm forgot. Like, I was, La La Land was the one where we were all cornered by, like, yeah. really bizarre people. Oh, yeah, the people in front of us talked the whole, whole time. The whole film. The people beside me, it was, like, this girl who, like, anytime something remotely sad happened, she would animate herself, too. Yeah, and even, like, during that movie, I think I went, shh, twice. Yeah. And when the movie ended, I said very loudly, well, that was a confusing movie, so I'm glad we talked the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, one thing I wanted to quickly mention because we got to end this soon is 
the movie experience is so tough because mm-hmm. it's like you never know. It's like it's so hard to go to a movie and just enjoy it and just sit there in silence because mm-hmm. there's always people talking this mm-hmm. or that. Someone's pushing back on your chair. Like, yeah. Like I think. Didn't you say somebody yelled in the theater? Yeah, at the movie yesterday, Moonlight. Someone halfway through the movie is like, "Would you please stop kicking my chair?" Not to us. No, no, just someone else. Somebody else in front of us. I think only Manchester was the one where nothing like distracted me. No. Arrival was pretty good. Too. Yeah, Arrival is decent. It was just like Moonlight and mm-hmm. um, La La Land, which was like fuck. But that's how you know La La Land was a good movie because even with the distractions, I you're still okay liked. to jump back in. So before we end this thing, mm-hmm. out of those four movies, from best to worst, what are your favorite four? Um, so La La Land was my top. Yeah. Then Arrival. Yeah. Then Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Then Moonlight. For me, it goes La La Land first, Arrival second, Moonlight third, because mm-hmm. it's in Dave County, mm-hmm. and then Manchester <laughs> by the Sea. Because of the Boston it's accent. Boston. It's, a, it's wicked. Wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. <laughs> so I think all in all, it's been a pretty kick-ass Christmas break. I know. I am sad to see it end just like Breaking Bad ended. Um, I felt not like as badly, though. No, not as badly. I do feel like this is the first time you and I have unplugged properly. I'm good. I've been very proud of you. Thank you. I like to think I'm very proud of me, too. Um, but I am sad to go back. I'm sad to just, like, be out of this kind of spirit. Yeah, it's just, like, even just Christmas is done. The holidays mm-hmm. are over. Like, fuck the snow. I want the snow gone. Yeah. want it to be warmer. Yeah. We, we said goodbye to a garbage year. I felt like, you know, the what? shittiest things happened at the end of the year. It literally ended with you busting your ankle and me co- cooking veal that I thought was steak. <laughs> so only things could be better in 2017 is what you're saying. Yeah. And you know how I know things are going to be better? How? Say how. Do you have a band of the week? No. Great. Then I do. <laughs> but I asked you. Isn't that a step you in the right You did. Direction? You did. So I was going to pick Run the Jewels because they put their album out last week. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, oh, we should talk about that album next week. Okay. But I'm not because we're seeing Run the Jewels in February. And I know you like to play a band of the week when we see the concert. Yes. So I know you're looking for a song right now. But no, I'm sure. not. I was deleting. Some random person tried to catfish me. Really? Yeah. Huh. So uh, there's a band called Electric Guest. And the lead singer's brother is in uh, Lonely Islands. He, uh, which first, he's not Andy Samberg. He's not the guy with the glasses. He's the other guy. Okay. The guy who was on Girls. Yes. Uh, Ooh, so, that comes back soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Electric Guests, they just do really cool psychedelic rock, kind of like MGMT type music. Mm-hmm. And they just put out a new song. It took me two listens to like. Okay. But Haim sound, sings the backup vocals of the chorus. Oh. And it's just a cool, upbeat song. Did we hear it in the car? Yep, we sure did. Awesome. I think it's a band no one really knows. Okay. I think some of our last few bands of the week have been more known people. Totally. Just because, whatever, that's what we're listening to. Okay. So let's do a throwback. This is Dear to Me by Electric Guest. Nice. Let's get into it. So all the ways to get in contact with our ass is facebook.com slash live605. We'll post all of our Photoshop Christmas gifts and uh, everything else. Mm-hmm. And then... Follow your boy, uh, Schoolboy J, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Snapchat. I'm at Malencamp. I'm at ValGomez23 on Instagram and Twitter. On iTunes. Drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and the world. Yeah, so until next week, this is uh, Live 605 and I'm your podcast. I am Val. Be easy. 
John Mallon and Val Gomez.